Welcome to the Brian Beebe Half Hour Variety Hour. It's really 15 minutes of fun, music, and laughter stretched out into something much, much longer. And now, here's your host, Brian Beebe. Hey, look at this. Uh, it's Brian Beebe, and we're on uh, live on Facebook. It's Wednesday night, 5 o'clock, and uh, we're here. Mike Brockenfeld is in, he's gone crazy, getting things set up with different equipment this time. Uh, are you hearing it? Are you hearing it okay? Yep, rock and roll. Uh, all right. So anyway, this is, uh, this is Brian Beebe once again, and uh, we, we weren't here last week, but we're here this week, and we're once again brought to you by... Uh, Monk's Bar and Grill all over the Wisconsin and, uh, and by uh, Sorrento's uh, Italian restaurant. Fabulous Italian restaurant. Did I say fabulous? Sorrento's Fabulous Italian restaurant uh, at the Wilderness in Wisconsin Dells, where I play music uh, four nights a week and uh, try to make uh, people of all different ages happy all at the same time. Do you know how hard that is? Uh, it used to be that I would play, you know, down in Florida. I played for people my parents' age. Uh, and that was basically everybody that came there. It was in Florida. You know, it was old people uh, dominate in Florida. It, it, it makes you feel very young because everywhere you turn and you look, there's somebody much older and, and not, not doing quite as well as you. But anyway... Um, when you have a, a crowd of all one age group of people, it's pretty easy to find uh, lots of stuff that makes them all happy. If you have uh, people in their 20s and people in their 70s in the same room, every song you play is going to make somebody mad. <laughs> They're not going to want, and, I, and I've been through this, I've been playing in the bars long enough to know that if you play... Um, three or four songs in a row that old people don't like. Let's say it's just too rock and rolly. They're gonna to go to the manager and complain that you're too loud. It has nothing to do with your volume. Am I right, Mike? Oh yeah. No, they, never, they're not too loud. Yep, no, but fails. if you're playing four or five songs in a row that they don't like, yeah. or they don't, they don't know, or it's too fast, or it's not their dance uh, rhythms or whatever, they'll, they're gonna, uh, say you're too loud. Oh, too loud. Yep. Yeah. Always. And and uh, <laughs> Never and I've had people who who came to see me over and over again and just uh, thought I was uh, uh, the top notch, and they still would fall into that and and go uh, go to the front desk of the hotel and complain that I was I was too loud tonight. You know, <laughs> nothing's changed. I don't I don't spin the knobs on my equipment at work. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always the same sound and it's always the same volume. But. Uh, and and uh, you, you you can't help it, and you, you can't blame them either. They come out there. Here's a little bit of a problem that I've run into over the years. Uh, I uh, I love to play the Sinatra, Tony Bennett, the old older people music. So some some night um, a, a a bunch of old people are going to come out. Two or three old people, or two couples, or something, and. Uh, 
and they come out and, and they're in their glory. I'm playing Tony Bennett, Sinatra. Now they come back a week or two later with a couple more couples, you know, mm. and they're the only old people in the room. <laughs> and I'm always going to play to the most people in the room. Sure. So, uh, so now I'm playing all rock and roll. <laughs> and they just can't believe that I'm being so rude and, you know, and, and ignoring them. And, and uh, they, they came back just because they really thought I was good at that other stuff, you know. And here's, here's me doing, it's just a, it's a tough thing to do when you play music for all, a lot of different age groups. And I used to pride myself years ago on having a whole evening's worth of stuff for any age group that would pop in. Because in Florida, uh, you know, even though I played mostly for older people, uh, I would quite often get uh, a room full of younger people at times, you know, once in a while, or, or, a, or a majority of younger people, especially spring break or, or if they go down, you know, if they come down for, uh, anybody can come down to an island in Florida for a month at a crack and upset, uh, you know, the apple cart for me a little bit. But anyway, uh, that's... Uh, I, I kind of like uh, trying to explain my job to people because uh, there's always a reason for whatever I'm doing at the moment, you know. If you come in there and you find that I'm, whatever I'm playing at the moment, uh, all you have to do is look around and see who's sitting there. And you'll see why I'm playing it, you know. Because it, it, I don't play uh, for myself. I don't really even like music that much, you know. <laughs> Especially not after 50 years of playing it uh, four hours, four, uh, five hours, six hours a night for uh, you know, five, six nights a week uh, all year. I mean, it's just... Just jaded, huh? Yeah, it's not the same as it was when I was a kid, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the, up there basically to, to uh, make as many people have uh, as many drinks as they can have and stay as long as they possibly can and uh, make plans to come back. You know, that's the whole idea is, uh, you know, your video stopped out here, man. That's a bummer. Yeah. Does that mean we can't uh, have video? <laughs> it means i got to try and restart it. Oh, yeah? Can you do it while we're still going? No. Yeah, we're, li we're, still, we're still recording. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you're going to do that. Come on in here through the door. Um, this is interesting. Mike, uh, Mike is so good at his job. Mike Brockefeller from Black Earth, Wisconsin. But don't hold that against him. You know, there's other people from Black Earth. Do you know what I mean? They're not. He's not the only one. And uh, is it by Mazelmany? What is what's what's by? Is it by Mazelmany? Black Earth. Uh, Hey, Mike, I, I don't want to really get this uh, going in a negative way, but did you know that kid that shot the principal in the school in Casanova or whatever? Mazomani or whatever? I can't remember when it was. Four, three or four years ago, young kid. Yeah, you've been out of high school for 40, 50 years, right? Yeah, I know. Well, uh, no, and, and Casanova is not the same as Mazomani, right? No, they're two different towns. They're two different towns. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. So I started off. Uh, 
I do like to talk about my job uh, because, first of all, everybody that watches me on these uh, programs knows me from my job. And so it's kind of helpful to me to have them kind of understand what I do. And uh, I've talked about it a few times. Quite often you're... Uh, uh, you know what, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some uh, uh, spring cleaning ideas and, uh, and, and things that I've, I've chopped out of the newspaper and the magazines. And, uh, oh, by the way, I, uh, just, just so you, uh, everybody's clear on it, I, uh, with the, uh, with the uh, Mark Zuckerberg testimony for in front of Congress, I went in and I printed out the uh, user agreement, the first chapter of the privacy agreement on Facebook, cause I, and it's right here. So we'll go through that a little bit later. I skimmed it earlier. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Did you initial everything? Uh, yeah, yeah initial every page. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, somebody said that 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 thing is two thousand pages long, Jeez. but but because it's uh, digital and the first page has a place where you just check, <laughs> okay, and yeah. say yes, I agree. It, uh, it nobody nobody reads the whole thing. Never. No. And I think that if you're going to be on one of those things, uh, you just have to assume that everybody's going to know everything that you put on there. And if you buy stuff online yeah, with yeah, a credit right. card and you don't think somebody's going to steal your credit card or your information or your whatever, you're not being realistic. Right. There's just too many ways for people who know computers to break in and steal stuff and your, steal your stuff. And then you go, and then everybody's, what? Yeah. <laughs> how, how? how can this account be empty? How can this account be? I didn't buy a 75-foot uh, uh, yacht. You know, I mean, I, you, um, who could have done this to me? <laughs> uh, only about, uh, well, there's 2.1 billion people or 1.2 billion people on Facebook, and that's just part of the people who could have done that to you. Now they're talking about satellites that can be, uh, will be able to beam the internet uh, to places like in Africa and India and places that people don't even know what the internet is. They're so out there, they don't know, uh, and they certainly don't know. If somebody said to them, "Hey, you you need a a, a, a information package." For your phone, you need a, a data package for your phone. <laughs> yeah, what's they that? would look at you and they say, uh, "What? Uh, I I need what? Why and why do I need this?" Yeah, <laughs> but they're gonna figure out a way, and it'll it'll be good in the way in health health things and education things, won't it? Um, to to have everybody on the planet kind of a little closer to the middle <laughs> on those on those issues. I don't know. Anyway, um, call us six zero eight. 210-1667 or whatever this says right here is the right right number. And you can uh, uh, tell me I'm full of it or, or say, tell me, uh, Brian, you know, you're so right on with that uh, that I had to call and tell you that you're really right on with that. Um, I, don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody will be calling to do that, but maybe. So... Um, I got a I got a couple of new jokes. If I if I need them, I will tell them. And uh, 
and uh, some spring cleaning uh, tips. And uh, I got another one of these things that uh, a couple weeks ago I did this uh, 30 things that uh, don't seem true, but they really are. And, and I got another one of those. Uh, Reader's Digest has been important to me in my life in many ways. And this is another one I got out of there. 35 extraordinary uses for ordinary things. Okay? And, and there's some good stuff in there. So I, mean, I, I might share some of that with you uh, if I run completely out of time. Get the glasses and talk about... Uh, um, Oh, you know, did, did I ever tell you this? I was coming up uh, 12, and I stopped at the Quick Trip in uh, uh, in Sauk City. Oh, good, somebody's calling. Um, and I saw two. I stopped at the gas pump, and I stopped, and I saw two guys, two young guys, uh, digging around in the seat cushions of their car. You know, and under the seats and down in the seats, and 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 they're obviously trying to dig out change. They're at the gas pump, and they obviously don't have any money, so they're digging change out of their car. And those are the days. I remember doing that when I was a kid. You know, but a dollar's worth of gas could you could cruise for a couple of nights. You know, and and if they would have found, let's just say they found two dollars, that's not even a whole gallon of gas nowadays. You know. Uh, so they can't cruise very long digging out their change out of their seats now. Who's on the phone, man? Oh, Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray. You know, Stevie, if there was ever a time when I needed you to call in, today is the day. How are you, man? I, I am fantastic. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But <laughs> Well, I can't wait. I need to know right now. I can't I, wait. I was at, Well, I just wanted to tell you, first of all, that you are so full of it that you're right on. Yeah. <laughs> Full of what? I thought I'd start with that. Full of it that I'm right on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you said one or the other, but I think you can be both, and you, you can yeah. do it. You, you, you were one one to yourself. So. Yeah. If, if uh, you... I re do you remember the, the golf commercial? Uh, golf. One where the, the couple, they were out on a date, and they didn't have any money for gas because he spent all this money on this barefoot chrome gas pedal for his car. <laughs> and, then he, and he asked no. for 50 cents worth of good golf. <laughs> no, the, the premium back when Ethel was still a thing. Oh yeah, Ethel. Kids, look it up. Kids, look, just look yeah. it up. Google Ethel, and it does. I don't mean Merman either. Uh, but or, anyway, or, or, yeah. or Mertz. No Ethel Mertz either, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I thought of Ethel yeah. Mertz every time somebody said, uh, "Fill anyway, her up with Ethel." <laughs> yeah, pre yeah, regular and 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 Ethel. Yeah, <laughs> fill her up with Ethel. You'd you'd that's go right. up, and the guys would come out, and because you'd They'd come out with a. The, you drive over the hose and it would ding, yeah. And they yeah. would. I remember those guys would have a little squeegee like you get for your washing dishes, you know, and uh, a little yeah. a pad, and it was a scratcher, and they would throw that on your windshield, you know, while they were filling you up, and it would just splatter. I don't know, bug juice or grease or whatever, all over your windshield, and then they would spread it all over, and nothing got clean when they did that, you know. No. Yeah. No. And they would check your and oil. These weren't even homeless people. These were these were guys that were working <laughs> there. Things have changed over the past yeah. forty years, you know. Oh, yeah, I I remember. I know those guys at the homeless. I was driving through uh, uh, New York City and, in the middle of the night one time, and uh, every corner. What year? Uh, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago. Uh, 
And, and okay, okay, not anyway, that, not but that these okay. guys come out every corner. Those guys come out and want to wash your windshield for a buck or five dollars or whatever, you know. Oh yeah. And it's always uh, more greasy when they're done than yeah. And, and so you just say, don't. Newspapers. Please don't, please don't clean my windshield. Please don't. Yeah, that happened. And here's that here's happened five dollars. In Southern Texas too. We were uh, this past a couple of months. We were down uh, the. Uh, Southern tip of Texas. Here's five dollars. Please don't do anything. To, don't don't clean my car. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even that, they had some kind of newspaper they were selling, and yeah, that's what that was going on. Now this is just recently. So but, you think uh, any? Hey, Stevie, you think any of the uh, kids are listening to this show and uh, would actually look up ethyl or premium gas or any of that? I don't think so. I don't know. No. Everybody I, watching I, I this show, know. I don't know. Everybody watching I, this show knows exactly what Ethel and and who <laughs> Ethel Ethel Mertz and everything. They know the whole thing. Yeah, Ethel Petrol. Okay. Yeah. What what is uh, what is new with you, man? What is new with me? Well, I just got back from a uh, doctor's appointment, a consultation at Gunderson Hospital in La Crosse. That's and good. As as well, I've been uh, I was diagnosed last year with congestive heart failure in AFib. Uh, and now, after they they did the shock thing, you know, where they put my heart back in in a regular rhythm, yeah. the doctor said today, he told me two things I never thought I would hear. He said, you no longer have ACID, and you no longer have congestive heart failure. Really? Awesome. I, I, I thought that was impossible. But that's what he told me today. Well, for one thing, you know, that congestive heart failure is basically fluid in your lungs. And you yeah. are uh, ingesting far less fluids than you used to. Mm-hmm. And the, the AFib, I guess, was causing the, uh, the heart failure. Yes, so yes, because... They, they, they solved the one problem by, by shocking my heart. This, is, this had been a problem I, I'd had, I guess, all my life. It was just a congenital type of thing, and they, they corrected it. And I found out today, it's like, wait a minute, you, you got to be me. That's what I said. But yeah. He, yeah, he, he, yeah, my mom was there. I needed a second pair of ears just to make sure I got everything right. Yeah. And like, that, they well, didn't that's what's gi- going on with me. They didn't give you a, a, a second pair of ears, though, did they? No, but mom was there to help oh, out I in see. case uh, I, another I wanted person. to make sure I got yeah. everything right. Because with all the crazy things that have happened to you, I thought maybe they would have given you a second pair of ears or something. You know, just a, uh, it's a roundabout way to actually get your heart on the rhythm, isn't it? To actually have a couple of extra ears sewn on? Or did you I take your other ears off and put new ones in place of it? or what? What? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, you kind of yeah, lost me. I don't know. I could ask him about that, but I don't want to. Did you know that congestive uh, heart failure, and, and I'm no doctor, but this uh, mm. it basically is uh, fluid in your lungs? Fluid and, and that, and that the, you the can't sac, get out of your... The sac that the heart is at the pericardium. Uh, yeah. This is the, the sac in which the heart is. What did you that call it? up with, with fluid, too. Hmm? What did you call me? I, I didn't. A, peri, a pericardium a or something? A what? A, yeah. What did you call me? Uh, Paranoid. <laughs> now that was fun. Do you remember when you used to, whenever anybody would say something that you know, use a word that you didn't recognize, you'd always say, "What did you call me?" <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't ever funny, Take but you'd always say it. Yeah. It was never funny, but you'd always say it. Anyway, uh, uh, well, I'm I'm glad you got good news, man. You yeah. you 
you have kind of had a shortage of good news uh, in the last two or three years, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been kind of up and down, and I uh, just found out about this whole deal, so yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm kind of happy to share that. But yeah. uh, and mostly down. No, what what was up? What was up the last uh, couple years for you? Well, no, I no I much. was uh, I was uh, I don't know if inducted, indicted, or whatever, allowed to be a. Uh, Artist endorser for Heritage. Guitar oh, that's company. right. Yeah, that, that was kind of. That's been a that was an up thing. Yeah. But that was kind of in the works. That was kind of in the works more than two years ago, and then finally you, no, you finally got the guitar, the, right? They got they they came back to me about that in uh, when I was in the hospital last year, last March. Okay. So, uh, that that was kind of a, something for me to look forward to. So I guess maybe the <clears> they, they say that the that the mind mind over matter and. Uh, there's some, there's some things that you can't explain as far as making yourself sick and making yourself well that uh, science can't explain. So mm-hmm. maybe that happened to me. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it, though. Boy, <laughs> I, I'll take it. Yeah. Yep. Um, hey, are you writing songs right now? Are you, are you in writing mode, or are you recording stuff you've already written, or what are you doing? I'm always in writing mode. Uh, I've got uh, several... Uh, fractured ideas that that sounds like a good idea for this kind of song, and I've I've got the I've got the title for for my CD when I finally put this t- together because you yeah. know uh, John my friend John Connor and I were recording we had three CDs out and five of my songs were spread out over those three and I wanted to take those add to them and create a, a CD and call it Finally. What was that? That's the title oh, yeah. of it. That's the working title, Finally. Oh, I like that. I've been waiting for this to, to happen. I have a title, yeah, a title for my CD, too, when I, whenever I get it done. It's going to be called All Things to All People because I want to I want to have uh, uh, polka music and I want to have uh, rock songs and I want to have uh, big band sound and things and, and light jazz and everything. all things to all people doesn't that sound like kind of what I am and what I do Well you sure can't be pigeonholed that yeah. I know What did you call me? Uh stop it. <laughs> pigeonholed well, Yeah never mind I didn't I, no, I, didn't. I didn't say pigeon-toed, did no, I? No, did I, I didn't. No, you called me pigeon-holed, though. You said I was, pi- no. I was pigeon-holed. I didn't mean it. No. Uh, hey, we, we're talking about uh, a bunch of things. we got Stevie Ray Nelson on the line. He's a, a fabulous musician. Uh, and uh, uh, he's that. in a great country band uh, called Maggie May and, uh, and Heartland Country. They're on TV. They're playing uh, sold-out shows all over the Midwest all the time. Um, Colin, coming up, can I, can I push that one? No, I, I cannot. no, no, you, no, you can't. Oh, of course okay, you right. can, man. Of course no. you can. No, go well, ahead. Go ahead. Well, we perform, we perform on the RFD TV uh, channel, RFD. Midwest Country. Are you, is he quieter now than he was two seconds ago? Or is it mine stuff here? Are you there? Are you, I'm here. Are you still close I'm, to you? Are you are you uh, uh, still on your phone or are you? Yeah, I didn't oh, you put are. you on speaker okay. or nothing. Yeah, right. I didn't put you on speaker or anything like that. No. Right. But uh, we were on this uh, RFD TV show, Midwest Country, and another young lady who is a fantastic musician, Molly B, who does Mo- Molly B Polka Party. Yeah. Now don't get that. Don't get the idea that that's all you'd hear from her. She could sing Ave Maria. 
Yeah. It, well, it will make you cry. Is it po- is it polka tempo though? Does she do it in polka no, tempo? No, no, no. I mean legit, <laughs> legitimate, uh, multi instrumentalist, uh, beautiful blonde woman. And I've heard you talk about her. We're performing with her in in Reedsburg in about a week at the uh, Cal Center. Oh, that's a neat place. That's a high tech yeah. place. That's a new theater a, with lots of cool stuff. Yeah, isn't we it? play. We play a lot of the auditoriums and stuff like that, and it's a, it's a kick to do that stuff. I'm, I'm really happy to be in this band and, and get a chance to work with some of these people. But that's what's coming up on April 22nd on Sunday, and I don't know uh, as far as tickets are concerned whether uh, the, sold, the show is sold out. A lot of ours are, yeah. but uh, you could you could go to maggiemaycountry.com and certainly find that out. But uh, that's one thing I'm looking forward to that's coming up. Uh, next week. MaggieMayCountry.com is that her website? Yeah, MaggieMayCountry.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Maggie May, just like uh, Rod Stewart, Maggie May. Yeah, the, yeah, her brothers gave her that nickname, and, and it was because of the song, the Rod Stewart song. Yeah, but we—it's not a Rod Stewart tribute band. No, it's a country uh, country band. Wake up, Maggie! I think I got something I think to, I got say something to, to say to you. I've always wanted to 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 play off, you know, when she leaves the stage. Do that mandolin part. That da 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 I don't know where I go. You should do it. But the trouble is, she she never leaves the stage. She just she stays up there till the last dawn is hung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's crazy. Well, listen, Stevie, can you can you hang on for a second? We got to take a break here, and then I want to ask you about tattoos. You got any tattoos? I don't. No. No. That's good. Thank you. Uh, hey, we'll be right back. You can hang on, can't you? Cause okay, don't don't yeah, leave because sure. you're you're the only caller I'll have uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, oh, all right, okay. all right, okay. S- stick around, man. MadisonTalks.com is the home of Madison's most creative talk radio. If you have a serious gift of gab, you have stories to share, political, social, or religious positions to express, contact Madison Talks to have your own 60-minute weekly podcast recorded and posted for the world to hear. Have a new book to promote? Madison Talks is the ideal place to promote it. Fly solo or line up guests for your weekly live talk session. When your 60-minute program is finished live streaming, it'll be posted as a podcast to madisontalks.com for listening 24-7. Take your message to the world with madisontalks.com. Call 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. That's 608-210-1667 or visit madisontalks.com. madisontalks.com, looking for your creative commentary. You're listening to MadisonTalks.com, stimulating conversation on a variety of subjects and issues that matter. Share your questions, comments, or answers with us at 608-210-1667. Now here's your host on MadisonTalks.com. Hey, hey, what's the matter with your head, baby? Find it. 
Oh, 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 hey, nothing the matter if you want some, take some, get it together, baby. You know that song. Hey, are you there, Stevie? Yes, I am. All Bye. right, thank you for hanging around. Uh, this doesn't have to, uh, to do with tattoos, but I was thinking about this on the break. Uh, have you ever... Uh, you needed to get up so early in the morning that you put the clothes on that you're going to wear the next day and went to bed so you'd wake up already dressed in the clothes you needed to wear. Have you ever done that? Pretty close to that. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Have you ever done it 10 days in a row? Well, no. 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 <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be just the easiest thing if you had uh, clothes that were just, I don't know, the impervious to ever being really dirty or really smelly, and you could just wear them, I mean, day in and day out, like a uniform. And then you don't could they, sleep in don't them. Don't they recommend you do that with jeans? Like you just, just keep wearing them, and, and unless they get really dirty, right. don't wash them? Yeah. Like for a couple, a few days at a time? I don't remember well, hearing that, but I, re I remember hearing oh. that when you first got a pair of jeans when we were kids, you were yeah. supposed to like wear them in the shower, and then wear them till they dried, so they would actually. I thought that was leather boots. I thought that was cowboy boots. Well, they probably do it with cowboy boots too. But I remember hearing it with oh. denim because then the denim, the, your jeans would fit you just, just perfectly because you'd get wet with them or you know, in the shower with them, and and they well, dried right on you. Well, here's the thing. I I don't want that because I'm sixty. <laughs> I, I don't want you don't want them to shape you like perfectly I, no, I, don't I, know. Want this, I don't want the tight fitting no not on this body no. but I'm talking about when uh, back when I was in high school you could go uh, and you could get a, a straight leg Levi six bucks a pair and you could get Levi's blue Levi's and Robert Bruce v-neck sweaters uh, were about ten, you know what I mean. So you could get a pair of jeans and a sweater, sixteen bucks, and the whole thing was uh, back then uh, when I was a, a, a dopey uh, middle schooler. Uh, they called it junior high school when I was. It, you had to kind of wear the same color socks as your sweater. That was the cool, what all the surf uh, cool surfer kids would would do. If you had a red sweater on, you had to wear red socks. And you certainly didn't wear white socks. No, I not mean, then. No, nope. especially not with dark colored shoes. <laughs> you know, black shoes no. or brown shoes. No way. Uh, nope. So that, you're not a tattoo that. guy, huh? Uh, uh, I appreciate the art, but I don't want to participate. Is it because uh, you like to spend your money on other things, or because uh, you don't yeah. like how they look, or what is what is your objection to tattoos? I don't know. I, I well, my wife. I see. I have this kind of a trademark thing that, you know, people ask me to sign something, blah, 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 so I put Stevie Ray Nelson on there. Yeah. I got this little heart with a heart with, with a musical note, an eighth note over it, and that's kind of been my trademark over the past uh, see, 30 years. You're one of those guys that has been practicing your autograph for years and years, haven't you? And and, and scribbling mm, it out, and then you got to put that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I was going to... No, be, it can't be because it looks like crap now. Before I don't you get ahead of yourself, uh, we asked you about the tattoo, and you s said something about your wife. And Stevie Ray has a beautiful wife. She is yeah. an outstanding-looking woman. 
uh, far far and away younger than than he is, of course. But um, yeah. But uh, okay. uh, now, yeah. does she have some? You don't have to tell me. But does she have some? And you're okay with them, huh? No, uh, no, she doesn't have tattoos she either. Doesn't. But but she was going to, at one point, uh, have rather than the, the heart with a musical note on it, have a rose with the musical note on it. And then she said, if I was going to have a tattoo, it'd be on my ankle. And this is what it looks like. Oh, okay. That was cool. But Ankle, that's as close ankles. as I, either one of us had had a, I never really, um, yeah. tattoos or, uh, I was going to get my ear pierced at one time and have a diamond in one ear. I thought I, about I, that, I chickened too, out on that in the 80s, I, I man. I, because that um, was so cool in the 80s to have us. This is when we're talking about it. Stud, in, a yeah. stud, not a dangling. No dangling. Yeah. No, just a, a, a stud. No. But, um. But but you know I don't know if I just didn't uh, didn't want one or if I didn't I always I had other things to spend my money on or what, but uh, that was pretty much it for me. Yeah 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 because there's not if you got a, a big one with more than one color what do they cost a couple three hundred bucks it's huge yeah yeah and I I never had that kind of money I I spent it on equipment other guys uh, customized their cars and stuff. I, I always had to uh, buy guitars and Pedals. guitar strings, and and I like to yeah, and I like to piss it away gambling too sometimes. Did I say that? I did. Yeah. Uh, I thought I heard something about that. Yeah, but. I remember. I remember you you taught me something about blackjack a few a few times out at uh, Ho Chunk years. years <laughs> I and, did years and years ago. Oh, yeah, what? yeah. Oh. Yeah, you. Well, you thought you were teaching me something, but I, I, I had. I, I didn't for, tell you this. For but, some suggestions. But no, uh, I didn't tell you this. But I already knew how to uh, pass the chips over to the dealer, hand after hand after hand. I didn't need to <laughs> learn anything about that from you. I don't so, think I did that. No, you didn't. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. Well, you do though. No, and, I was the one with the little, uh, the cheat card. Underneath and saying what to what to stand on and what to hit on. Yeah, and you yeah. said you don't have to have that under the table. They know that you have that. Just go ahead and have it. On. <laughs> they don't object to you having those. Yeah, because they know you don't know what you're doing. Go you, ahead and just put the card. Just a little. The, the you can have on top of it. Yeah. You can have all the basic strategy memorized, or even look at your card, and still give all your chips to those guys. Don't worry. That's what. Yeah. And they know that. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because it, it, you, the, the trouble is, and at blackjack, you have to act first. And they got a ten up, uh, and uh, over and over again, it's twenty. And then when you got sixteen, you take a card and you bust. And then they got a four underneath there. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, it's I so. a, it, you can if you have to act first, you cannot beat them. And I've had I had a guy just the other day at the hospital. We were talking about gambling, and and he said, "Oh, I got a system." And I says, "Okay, I like I got to hear this. Uh, I never heard of any system in any gambling at all that that ever worked good." And he said, "Yeah, well, you just keep every time you lose a hand, you double up. You bet ten dollars, and you lose. You you bet twenty dollars, and if you lose, you bet forty dollars. You bet sixty eighty dollars if you you know." And I says, "Okay, but you you can only." lose eight hands in a row and then you're out of you're out of money he says well you're never going to lose eight hands in a row are you kidding me i've lost 20 hands in a row and 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 more yeah you know over and over again it's happening you 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 don't think you can lose eight yeah okay maybe you got a little less uh chance 
If you're willing, see, that's the thing, though. If you, if you bet $10 on a, a black, hand of blackjack and you lose, you bet 20 and then you lose and you bet 40 and you lose and you bet 80 at 160 are you going to have the guts to bet 320? <laughs> that fractures the system right there. If you don't have, mm-hmm. the, have the guts to bet 320 or $640 if you lose five in a row, you know, there oh, goes your system. You really? Know? Really? Yeah. Do you, do you still go, Brian? No. Do you still play once in a while? No. I have not been in Ho-Chunk since, not even in the parking lot since October 6th, 2010. Ah. And it's a, kind of a celebratory kind of day for me because uh, uh, that's when I started to uh, wake up in the morning with cash in my pocket after that. <laughs> there I you never go. did okay. that for so many years. I never had any cash ever. And I always, I'm in a I, kind of a cash job, but I never had any. I think my only, my only uh, weakness as far as gambling is concerned is the uh, Powerball? That's oh, all yeah. it. But you know, you know, it, it, what do you bet? Five dollars, ten dollars a week? I get ten. I get five lines on one ticket. Yeah. Uh, ten, ten bucks on a Wednesday and Saturday. You know, how I'm can go today as how can that ever hurt you, Steve? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, that's it, about as close as I get. I, I'm too, I'm too chicken to to go high stakes or anything like that. And yeah. I, but, and when I do go to a casino, I just kind of give myself enough to lose. And when I lose it, I'm, all right, guess it wasn't meant to be. Bye. Two thoughts about the lottery. One is the only really kind of justification that you can give yourself for playing is that they have to give the money to some somebody. <laughs> so it could easily, just as easily be you as somebody else. But they mm-hmm. actually did a study, Steve. Some years ago they did a study, and they found that the the odds of you winning... Uh, were about the same if you bought one ticket or if you bought no tickets at all. <laughs> you had about the same chance of winning. It was a very, very similar amount, like, I don't know, 130 million to one or something if you bought one, and it was 135 million to one if you didn't buy any at all. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it was, was lightning strikes and shark attacks in there, too? No. No, but there, you know, I thought maybe the, the odds. Yeah, there are people who have been struck by lightning twice. Do you know that? Uh, a good friend of mine who lives in uh, Clearwater has been struck three times. Three he was times on television talking about it. Does he, he still re- does times. he still know who you are when you see him? Because they do lose a little bit of their uh, mental acumen each time that electricity passes through their body. Uh, there was something on Weather Channel about this gentleman in Florida, of course, because that's where the most lightning strikes occur, apparently, in the United States. Yeah. And he had been struck something like 12 or 13 times in his lifetime. So far. So far? Get out of there. <laughs> I like that. Well, yeah, so, he's still so, alive. So I got I to, you know, put that that in there is so far. Yeah. You stay where you, don't, don't stay where you're at, because apparently lightning strikes more than twice. Well, thir- 13 uh, times, you, you might just think he might get hit again. My, my grandmother, Steve, was married uh, to a guy who worked for the railroad. And uh, you know how electricity can, can hit you and go all the way around your body and not really bother you and come, you know, uh, you don't get burned or anything. Well, this guy... Uh, went 27,000 volts went into it. He, he was working a line or something, and it went in his hand, went all the way through his body, didn't do anything, didn't burn him, did nothing, and blew out the toe of his shoe. Whoa. Came out of his big toe and blew out the toe of his shoe. 
And uh, you have steel but, toes on. Is that the area? I don't remember if yeah. that's part of the story. But huh. he was never the same in the head after that, though. You know, the electricity must have done something to his brain because he wasn't right in the head. Uh, Did he play Powerball too, or no? <laughs> <laughs> no Powerball, I, no Lotto. We have to tie the story up to something else somehow. Yeah, yeah no Lotto. No. Uh, yeah. Um, did I, I haven't, don't, don't know if I've ever told this story, uh, a gambling story, that when I went to Scotland the, the first time over in, in the 70s, uh, my wife's father was a professional gambler, and he ran a poker game in this, they rented a flat, you know, or apartment just to have this poker game in it, and, and I would go and play poker, and uh, one time there was this guy uh, he lost all his money. We hadn't seen him before. Didn't know who he was. Lost all his money, and he stood up, and he says, Would anybody like to buy, he was a Scottish accent, Would anybody like to buy a 19-inch uh, a, a uh, Quasar Philco uh, 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 television set with a, with a uh, wood grain cabinet and a remote control? And somebody said, Well, what do you want for it? And he says, Ah, 50 quid. And says, oh, the guy says, Well, okay, I'll buy it. And the guy leaves. And he, and he goes out and he comes back in maybe half an hour and he puts this television on the poker table. The guy buys it, gives him the money, and he loses all that money and he's gone. Well, the game broke up about six in the morning and we all went outside and um, there was a TV store on the corner with the front window busted out and this TV had been stolen. So, I mean, this guy came to the game and he scoped out this TV uh, before he got there, and, and you know, if I go lose all my money, I'm going to come back and steal this TV. He, he described it perfectly, you know, 19-inch quasar. Uh, so and, and uh, the looking TV out, looking out the window, read, reading the sign <laughs> yeah, on the store. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no windows in this joint. Oh, but uh, yeah, right, but yeah, right. he 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 had it scoped out, and that that was a pretty good. We used to play and uh, till the morning came, and uh, there would be. Wagons, uh, horse-drawn wagons with the milk, back in the 70s in mm -hmm. Scotland, the, they'd be delivering the milk to these places nearby, you know. Uh, but you know, I, there's lots and lots and lots of gam dark uh, stories about people gambling. Um, Lotto and uh, um, I got a dark story that's not about gambling over there too. You know, I, we didn't know each other then, but. Uh, uh, I went to and played in, in England in the 80s for a few months, and uh, I was uh, in the Midlands up by Birmingham. This is going to make you sick because it makes me sick. Uh, and I worked, I don't know, three hours a day, four days a week kind of, you know. And uh, they rented me a house. They rented me a, a car. And I put 4,000 miles on this rental car in nine weeks that I wear sightseeing. Do you realize that about 25 miles from Birmingham is a thing called Stonehenge? And I never once went over there. Yeah, didn't no. know. Over, didn't know it was there. And you know how I like history and, and antiquities like that. And nobody ever said to me, Brian, have you seen the Stonehenge? Are you going to go over to Stonehenge while you're here? <laughs> Nobody said nothing, and I did not go. Is figured, that something? I figured I mean, that's the first place you went, probably. <laughs> I would have. 
<laughs> you know, I drove all over to the coast. I drove down to London, which is like a hundred miles, and, and, and over and over again. But I never went to Stonehenge. Does that make you sick? It makes me sick. Yeah. Yep. I haven't been to the Wonder Spot in the Dell alone. <laughs> hey, Stevie, they they tore that down some years ago. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I won't be going there. You you didn't know that, really? Well, I was wondering how come there weren't more ads for it. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a billboard that said, as seen on David Letterman. Did you remember that scene, that billboard in the Dells? The Wonder Spot. That was where everybody stood like this, you know? Yeah. And the no. water would roll uphill, run uphill, and the ball would roll uphill. And you could stand on a uh, what looked like a level piece of wood out in the back and... Uh, you stand on one end, and you'd be way taller than the person at the other end. Right. Yeah. Then you turn, switch places, and then the, you'd be way shorter than the person on the other end. I mean, it was, it was all an optical illusion. They claimed it was some kind of a magnetic thing. Yeah, it was like ground, the, you know? Willy Wonka going <laughs> yeah. into the chocolate factory. Right. Yeah. Did they have a, uh, a wonder spot at the one, at the chocolate factory? I don't know. Stevie, well, no, you know yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give you some money for making this show. I didn't even have to use my uh, my 35 extraordinary uses for ordinary things. Uh, you got anything for duct tape? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, we don't need to. Duct yeah, no. well, you don't. Yeah. Did you know? That, listen, uh, did you know that you could take like your dirty oven? You can. The spring cleaning is going to be happening in a lot of homes uh, here in the next couple of weeks. You can take a bowl and fill it with ammonia, okay, and just leave it in the dirty oven overnight, okay. You don't scrub nothing, and the next day you take the uh, ammonia out, and you can wipe off every bit of the scum and stuff with a damp rag. Something about the the, the fumes of it will clean your oven for oh, you. Yeah. You don't have okay. to scrub nothing. How about this? Aluminum foil scrubs pots clean. If you don't have like a, a Brillo, that I just had water. Heard. Yeah? Okay. All right. So it's not that that's special. One, that's one I, I'd heard of, but I don't know if it really works. Uh, cooking spray removes shower scum. Huh? Wet sponge can take the pet hair off the couch. Come on, you know, who's Holy. some of these people are thinking here? You know. Holy Martha Stewart, Batman. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, uh, milk of magnesia, commonly used as a deodorant if you run out. Uh, uh, dishwashing what? liquid. Yeah, if you run out of deodorant, milk of magnesia, magnesia. Commonly used as a deodorant, uh, and I'm not, I'm not even going to get into all this stuff now. Um, before you throw it out, butter tubs double as water dishes for. Now that's too easy, you know. Three more minutes uh, of this nonsense. Let me let me tell you a joke, Stevie. I got I got some, I got some nude jokes, uh, not not nude jokes, new jokes. Got okay, got uh, it. Uh, and these aren't all jokes, but sometimes they're, they're sayings, they're toasts. Um, like, uh, who says nothing is impossible? I've been doing it for years. You like that? 
Yeah. Uh, surprise sex is the best thing to wake up to, unless you're in prison. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, behind every young girl's selfie are approximately 43 nearly identical photos that just didn't make the cut. Uh. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but young girls in their selfies. Um, when I was a kid, I asked God for a bike, but I know God doesn't work that way, so I stole a bike and asked for forgiveness. I asked him to forgive That's a good one. Yeah. All right, here's a, here's a riddle for you, uh, Steve. Think about this. You've got to think now. What's red and smells like blue paint? Red paint. <laughs> red. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's a kid joke. And here's another one. Where do bees go to, where do bees go to the bathroom? At the BP station. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can oh. tell me to stop. I'll stop. Um, no, I'm not. Why does a moon but... rock taste better than an earth rock? Because it's a little meteor. Well, for others. <laughs> <laughs> hey, would you just do me a favor and laugh at one of these? I guess you don't have to. You've made the whole show for me. What did the, the man? What did the man say to the wall? One more crack like that, and I'll plaster you. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, and that's just—I got tons of them. But that, hey, Stevie, I thank you again. You saved my uh, tail uh, once again. Uh, did you see the uh, 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 privacy agreement for Facebook that I downloaded? Is that for real? Yeah, that's a, that I, I down, This really? is just the first chapter. Facebook, oh, Facebook's uh, privacy agreement, right here. Uh, anyway. Stevie Ray, uh, I, I owe you. I'll uh, put you to work at Sorrento's one of these nights. Uh, Brian Beebe once that, a, Brian, Brian Beebe once again uh, by brought to you by uh, uh, by all those guys, monks at the wilderness, uh, monks bar and grill all over the state, and Sorrento's at the wilderness. We'll see you next week, Brian Beebe. <laughs>